Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Monday morning. Welcome back. Hope you had a great weekend. Hoping all is well. Today I wanted to look at some action coming out of Florida related to the Kratom world. And I found out about this through a tweet that I saw. Uh, This tweet was from at Davis 4 And it is a link to this article in floridapolitics.com, appropriately enough. The article title is Joe Gruder's Files Bill to Ban Under-21 Kratom Sales Add Further Restrictions. And it is talking about Senator Joe Gruders, who has filed legislation to add regulations to the sale of Kratom through a Florida Kratom Consumer Protection Act, Um, which is big news. And if any of you remember from one of my previous episodes where I covered the Kratom Consumer Protection Act framework that seems to be, you know, coming out of a lot of different states, um, there are currently five states with active KCPAs in place right now. And then almost Oregon. <laughs> Oregon almost got one, but then uh, it, it ended up um, not uh, going through because the governor vetoed it. Okay. In 2021, that was in August. So um, currently there are five states with KCPAs. That's Utah, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Oklahoma. So this would be a big deal. I mean, it would be the sixth state to do this in the U.S., And, you know, in addition to that, Florida is one of those states where when they pass legislation uh, or new policies that kind of stick out, uh, you know, the country takes notice. Florida is an important state uh, for a number of reasons and in many regards. So this stuck out to me as something important. Um, So let's hop into it. So looking at this article, there are a few things that I like about it. There are one or two things that I don't, but overall, uh, you know, I'm really just, I'm not trying to critique the article. I'm more just like interested in, in what it's signaling. So, um, so let's dive in. So one of the first takeaways from this is just, you know, looking at the actual language in this. And of course, we don't know if this will pass or not, but looking at the actual language in this, um, Senator Joe Gruters has filed this, uh, KCPA. Um, It would ban the sale of Kratom products to people under 21, and it would require processors to ensure the products do not contain dangerous substances. Um, The law would be effective July 1st, 2022. Any producers uh, who violate this law would be fined $500 for the first offense, $1,000 for each subsequent offense. So, so far, this sounds pretty typical of, you know, a few other KCPAs that we know of. Um, 
then it goes on and it says that uh, it, you know, designates as dangerous non-kratom substances that affect the quality or strength of the product in a potentially dangerous way and synthetic alkaloids um, like, you know, synthetic uh, metragenine, synthetic 7-hydroxymetragenine or any other, you know, thing that's synthetically derived that's, you know, uh, included in the kratom. So that would be designated as dangerous. And then the proposed KCPA language outlines another restrictive aspect of kratom production, which seems to fall in line with my understanding of the eight-factor analysis that the American Kratom Association released a couple months ago and one of the pieces of data in that that kind of took a while for me to pick out uh, by reading through all of the studies. But I remember reading in some of those studies that of the negative effects that any of these studies found, which there weren't many and they weren't extreme, the worst ones that did happen seemed to have come in circumstances where, you know, the animals they were testing on were given a higher concentration of 7-hydroxymetragenine than you would typically find in a kratom plant. And that stuck out to me at the time, and I remember talking about this in that episode, because it, it it's fascinating to me that, you know, as the natural plant goes, you don't really see much happening as a negative, you know, reaction to, to, to giving mice kratom. But when you start messing with the alkaloids, and specifically 7-hydroxymetragenine, that's when you see some negative side effects really take hold and be a little more pronounced. And you didn't even see that with like just hydroxymetragenine. You saw it when 7-hydroxymetragenine, the other main alkaloid in Kratom, was increased above that standard 2 plus percent that you would find typically in a Kratom plant. Because usually it's, it's, there's not much more than that. And I remember saying at the time that if I wanted to see any like ideal legislation go through in this country, uh, you know, when it comes to any restrictions, I think one restriction that I guess would make sense would be limiting the amount of 7-hydroxymetragenine in Kratom products to the percentage that you would typically find in a plant naturally. So... With all that in mind, looking at this, you know, legislation, proposed legislation, it has that exact law in place. It says products with levels of the psychoactive compound 7-hydroxymetragenine higher than 2% of the alkaloid composition of the product would also be barred from being prepared, distributed, or sold. So it's interesting. They've, they've kind of picked up on this themselves, and that is something that is part of this legislation. Um, and then finally, getting into the rest of this, it says the bill would also ban claims that Kratom is intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition or disease from appearing on product labels. And that kind of plays into the whole, uh, you know, other aspect of the eight-factor analysis that I think was smart that they outlined in that analysis, talking about how if Kratom was ever going to be designated as therapeutic, it would take something like 10 years and over a billion dollars of research to, to, you know, legally call it that. So it is more helpful to just not go for the therapeutic approach and to just allow it to be consumed by people and distributed and sold, but not trying to like be considered a medical, um, you know, uh, tool uh, out there. 
so um, this kind of touches on that as well. So getting into a little bit of the history, which is also outlined in this article, it says in 2015, the late Senator Greg Evers and the late uh, Representative Kristen Jacobs pushed bills to add Kratom to the state's list of Schedule One drugs. And uh, Jacobs reintroduced a pared-down version of her bill in 2017. Um, And the American Kratom Association ended up showing up. They hired some lobbyists, and they advocated for Kratom in Tallahassee, and both of the bills ended up dying in committee. So it's currently legal in Florida, with the exception of Sarasota County, which imposed a ban on all Kratom products in 2014. So, um, you know, fascinating, fascinating stuff. Really cool that Florida is considering this. Uh, looking at the article from a perspective of how this is covered, I think it's, um, you know, there's not much to go off of. It's more of just laying out the facts of what's happening. There's a little bit in there talking about what Kratom is, if it's dangerous or not, whatever. Um, overall, I think uh, that, it, it, you know, I, I'm not really trying to be critical of this article. The only thing I could pick out uh, really was the fact that it is talking about uh, when it's like defining what Kratom is. It says, Kratom, whose principal compound, Metragenine, works as a euphoric pain reliever. You know, I, I feel like... I feel like the whole euphoric thing doesn't need to like be pressed there. You could just say it acts as a pain reliever maybe, but like to say it's a euphoric pain reliever, it's like nowhere near as euphoric as like other pain relievers out there to the point where I wouldn't even like bother mentioning that. And I've only had maybe a few euphoric experiences from Kratom, mainly from Red Tie. But other than that, I never get like a euphoric thing like Like, I got euphoria when I was given pain meds after I got my wisdom teeth out. That was euphoria. Kratom Kratom is nowhere near the same realm as, as like, some of these heavier pain meds. So, I don't really know if that's even necessary being put there, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) I wasn't trying to be critical of this article. I think overall, it's fine. Um, But it, it just makes me think, wow, you know, this is starting to spread. It's going into other states. And it, the, the article ends with mentioning that last week, Missouri State Representative Phil Christian Ofelli uh, said he would reintroduce his version of the Kratom Consumer Protection Act in the upcoming legislative session there. Um, and this plan died in Missouri Senate earlier this year. So this would be a second attempt in the same year. So you're really starting to see this pop up. And the whole aspect of like formalizing or normalizing Kratom in our everyday lives, I was kind of talking about that last week. I think that the Kratom Consumer Protection Act framework is a great way of doing that because it kind of marks it down on paper. It's like, it's the sort of recognition that I think a lot of people who don't understand what Kratom is and specifically those in Senate's and Congress's, you know, state specific all over the country as well as national. I think that it's something that people in those places who don't quite understand Kratom really could use. Uh, it would help them have some footing, be like, look, I voted for this measure that restricts the production of it, it regulates it, it makes sure that it's safe, that the products are safe. So I'm obviously not just standing idly by, but I'm also not banning this substance that I definitely don't understand well enough and that a lot of people rely on currently. So it's a positive step in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, 
Some of these KCPAs I would write a little bit differently, but overall, I'm really not one to complain. I think that it, that at the end of the day, I think that Kratom does need to be regulated, but only to the point where we know that it's being produced in ways that are safe, right? Like, I don't... I've never had a bad experience with Kratom in terms of it being produced in a poor way or the, the product of the, you know, the quality of the product not being um, uh, safe. But I know that that sort of thing can happen. I think that it being sold in smoke shops, like a lot of it or most of those seem to come from like smoke shops, those instances. So I think that it's fine having a regulatory framework in place. I think that the most restriction that I would be okay with other than just making sure that the products are produced safely is um, not letting people under 21 have it. I think that I'm okay with that. I don't know, you guys. Like, I have to think about it because, you know, this podcast is just like a, a journey for everybody of, you know, it's just like I'm learning as I go along and changing my thoughts as I learn more. And uh, you're all kind of just here listening in and kind of with me on it. So um, forgive me if I've said something different in the past uh, when it comes to this. But, you know, thinking about it now, I don't know. Like, I think that I'm okay with them restricting it to 21 or over. And um, it makes sense to me. Like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't mind if they did that with marijuana too. It obviously wouldn't work. You know, it'd be the same as alcohol. People drink when they're 18, when they're 17, when they're 20, 19. I mean, it's not going to stop people, but, um, but you know, it does lessen the amount. And, uh, and when you're at that age, you're still developing. Your mind is still forming. Mine just finished forming <laughs> like a year ago. So, um, you know, who knows? Maybe I would be better off if I hadn't taken things when I was under 21. I don't know. Um, but, uh, so I, I just haven't thought about it that much, but I think that I'd be, I'm okay with that aspect of it. Um, but, but after that, I really don't like any more restriction than that, right? I don't want Kratom to be restricted in terms of who can grow it, uh, in terms of what kinds you can grow, in terms of the prices. Like, that, that is a no-go for me. I want it to be um, up to the growers of what they're growing or what they're producing, how they want uh, to sell it. Like, if they want to dry it in different ways, you know, like I don't want any of that to be regulated to the point where people, where there's like two or three standard varieties, generic varieties of kratom, and they all are kind of okay or mediocre, and that's it. Which I think is kind of like the fear of a lot of people when it comes to like legalization of marijuana in the U.S. Maybe not so much anymore, but I remember hearing a lot about that when Colorado first legalized it, and that really kicked off the the discussion of uh, something that was tangible in the future not so distant future now so yeah i think it's great that this is being considered uh and that it's kind of popping up in a few other states as well um just wanted to let you all know before i sign off for today if you want to if you're interested in kratom if you're an advocate for kratom if you are against kratom if you know someone who uses it for pain if you know someone who uses it for other reasons if you use it for any reason or if you have experiences negative or positive please reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation with you on this podcast. This is the people's podcast. It's not just about me. Like I want this to be about everybody. So um, let's create a community here. If you want to be on this podcast and, and have a little conversation with me, email me at anything, everything, kratom 
at gmail.com. Anything, everything, Kratom at gmail.com. And we'll have a conversation about it. Why not? I'd love to learn about your experiences and hear from you and get to know you. All right. Thanks so much for listening in, everybody, and have a great rest of your Monday, or at least as great as you can have for a Monday. (laughs) All right, everybody, take care. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.